0: where you are just pray that God will prepare our hearts to listen to his word and pray for uh, Vincent also let's pray together lord i know that lord your word is living and powerful today you are you're speaking to us as we continue this series of holy spirit may you speak to our hearts our mind our spirit and help us to understand you. I pray also for Vincent here, that God, you fill him with your spirit, you empower him, use him mightily, enable him, Father, to make your word clear, uh, so that God, our people, can respond to you. You bless him and use him powerfully, Lord, I pray, this time in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Good afternoon. Everyone, Um, because last week uh, I understand Edwin took a very long time. Uh, Management has instructed me to keep it short this week, so (laughs) this week will be pretty short. But um, just to recap, the past two weeks we have gone through uh, who the Holy Spirit is uh, by Joanne, and um, last week was filled with the Holy Spirit. Today we talk about. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, in essence, what is the outcome of um, a life that is lived under the influence of the Holy Spirit? But more importantly, what is that pathway to maturity? The passage we want to focus on today is Galatians 5. I have extracted uh, relevant excerpts, and I suggest we read it together, the next uh, three slides. Um, so that we can all get the context. Is that okay? So let's do it together. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now, what's what's the reason for Paul making such an impassioned plea to these Christians in Galatia to not go back, to not regress? to not go back to old ways. That, that's, that's the, uh, from, from what I've read, you, you do see the talk about circumcision, etc., etc. And, and here's, a, here's a clue. This is from Galatians three. 3 it's the Amplified Bible. And it says, Having begun your new life by faith with the Spirit, are you now being perfected and reaching spiritual maturity by the flesh? that is by your own works and efforts to keep the law. Now what Paul is asking is having begun with faith in a relationship, having begun with a who? Why are we now journeying alone? Why are we placing faith in ourselves or our works and our abilities? That's that's sort of represented by this discussion around circumcision. You know, I once had a, I work in a bank and I, I not I once had, I have a corporate client and I dealt with the the CEO and he subsequently over time um, hired a consultant, a special advisor to help him with strategic business matters. Over time, this CEO and his consultant were inseparable. I mean, they, they really liked each other, good chemistry, they became good friends. They were quite a formidable pair. They were beating up bankers like us, uh, getting really good terms for every fundraising exercise that they did. And uh, because I was also quite, uh, we had this chemistry thing and we interacted. So the three of us became good friends. So CEO, his special advisor, myself. But I must say the consultant, who's, who's a really intelligent person, to be honest, he was, over time, getting quite um, big-headed right? and, and, and quite irritating. Uh, but we remain friends, right? We all are irritating in our own way, and um, we remain friends. And this went on for five to six years. So he was really growing in that big-headedness and, and getting... Uh, nastier and harsher, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then one day, I heard from uh, uh, the market that this advisor had been terminated. Right, so it's over. And so I called my CEO friend, steamed up for lunch, and I said, "What happened? Well, that what happened to your good friend or our good friend?" Right. And he said, uh, "Well, he was a special advisor for so long." Um, So we offered, we said, let's formalize this thing, right? Special advisor is sort of uh, not formal. So why don't we offer you a permanent, uh, a very senior role, a a permanent role, uh, deputy something, DY something. And this uh, special consultant um, felt that the only job he deserved was uh, CEO and above. So that's why they terminated him. And my CEO friend, uh, ruefully, because I think he liked him, uh, he, he, he was quite sad when he said, um, I think this person, this special advisor, got way too carried away. He forgot he attained such height, such influence, such reputation, thanks to his affiliation with the company. You know, a humbler person once said, if I have seen further... It is by standing on the shoulders of giants. So here's Paul reminding these Galatian Christians, remember how you started. Remember who you started with. Remember whose giant shoulders lifted you up. Why are you going solo now? You see, Remember Jesus' it- indignation. Those of us who, who, who know the, the Gospels, you remember Jesus has this habit of healing people uh, on the Sabbath. And it always makes the religious leaders uh, complain a lot. They, they'll be very upset. And in almost every instance, you will see Jesus, Jesus being very upset uh, about them complaining. And I believe He's upset because to Jesus... These religious leaders have missed it. Theirs have become a religion of how and what. A religion of semantics, words, and maybe SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures. It's no more about the who. Jesus was so upset because if they knew who they were worshipping, they would have known God's heart and they would have known how he would have felt toward healing a person on a Sabbath. Brothers and sisters, the path to maturity is a person. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. A mentor, who come, one who comes alongside. I believe two weeks ago you all heard paraclete or paracletos a person who comes alongside. Now you must remember in your walk with the Lord that your enemy always seeks to isolate you from the Holy Spirit. Even from the days in the garden, the idea was to make man hide from God. Because once you're isolated, you are powerless to live this Christian life. So that's the first thing. Don't don't go solo. I believe I may have shared this before, but it bears repeating. Relationship versus performance. It's it's quite easy to forget that this life that we're living is a relationship. I know it's a cliche, Ours is not a religion, I was, but but it's, it's, it's easy to remember. But along the way, sometimes it becomes about doing. It becomes about performance. And for some of us who are in a relationship, we got it right. It is in a relationship. It is also important to know that it is a relationship of a father and a son. It is a family relationship. It is not a master and slave relationship. I've been working for a while, and in my own experience, um, I've had a few uh, new bosses over the years. And every time there's a new boss, or a new teacher, or a new professor, or a new something, uh, there's always anxiety. What's he or she like? How do you do this? And, And I have found that I have often flourished or not flourish, but done better as I gain the trust and acceptance of a senior or the authority figure. I, I think, I don't know whether that resonates with you or not. It's usually, it's usually easier in a context of a relationship to be free to uh, excel in what you do rather than always second guessing what this new boss or this new authority figure once, so the context of relationship in this walk with the Lord, in this journey, is a very important one. Last week, after service, I was chatting with uh, a principal of a school, of a secondary school. I was chatting with him in uh, uh, in the church office. To protect his identity, let's call him uh, Mr. Tan. And he was he was uh, relating to me a most uplifting story of how um, he 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 inherited a school with students who suffered from a combination of low self-esteem family issues and gangsterism and I think they, they these three things were were a vicious cycle right they kind of feed fed on each other. And how he and his team of teachers turned, I think it's most of the lives, but he said some of the lives, so I'll be conservative about it. How he and his team of teachers turned some of the lives of these students around. Restored their esteem, inspired hope in them. So he said when he started, the students talked to him uh, when when he first became, this was a merger of two schools, and when he talked to these students, uh, secondary school students, um, when he started, uh, they talked to him in a confrontational way. Uh, he said, It's like, uh, uh, what, sir? What? Okay, I can't I can do this very well. Uh, but he showed it to me in the office that it was a very uh, uh, confrontational kind of style. But now, they relate respectfully. To the extent recently, when they had an ac- incident of wrongdoing by one of these students, and they sat down, teacher, I suppose him, the student, and it was like um, uh, 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 it was a session where they were uh, all quite sad. And they asked the student, why have we not done enough? And the student actually said, no, 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 no. You all have done enough. It is I that need to fix this. Right? So that's, that's, that's an example of how far Uh, They have progressed So I asked him Obviously I asked him What was your secret sauce Right What was that What was that secret thing That you did And he said When he took over this school uh, Obviously there were teachers Who wanted to leave For greener pastures etc And uh, those who stayed He obviously shared with them A vision Of uh, what the school can become But he told his teachers if you stick with me in this school, um, you will not only become—you uh, will not obviously you will be a teacher, but you will become uh, a good parent. Because his secret source to his teachers, or his secret formula to his teachers, is he told—he told his teachers relate to these students with respect, parent them, right? And uh, I asked him how long did this take. He said about. Two years. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this as he's, he's, he's a lot more articulate. He's elegant in putting it across. But you, you get that drift of what a beautiful story this is of one who comes alongside. right? A teacher, a principal who came alongside. A helper, a comforter, a counsellor. And in this instance a relationship that set a teenager free. You get what I mean? Just now when I told you about my new boss and how we, in the context of a relationship we are, we are free to flourish, we have bonus to try and to excel and to speak up. And I think in this case, uh, the teenager was uh, set free from this bondage of low self-esteem, of hopelessness, of dejectedness, uh, not because of some uh, special uh, teaching tool, but because of that relationship that parenting relationship that these teachers and these uh, uh, this principle emulated and I believe that is a reflection of the freedom we obtain through a relationship with Jesus Christ and now the holy Spirit the the freedom mentioned in second Corinthians 3, 14-18. I'll just flash that for you. And it says, For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, when Israelites read the Old Covenant, the the, the law, the same veil remains unli- uh, unlifted. So it means they, they can't see. Because only through Christ is, is it taken away. Is this veil taken away? Yes, to this day, even when whenever Moses is read, which is the law... A veil lies over their hearts, right? So this is the performance thing, the law. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I just want to stop there. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom. And this this passage, I believe, is uh, is, is saying what I just told you about that relationship. And how, in a similar way, when we journey with the Holy Spirit, there is a freeing up inside us to the full potential under His mentorship, under His tutelage. For that's why Paul says, "For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, don't go back. Don't go back to the yoke of slavery." So, so, so you you get, a, you get a sense of this, how that relationship frees, but some of you may still be saying, free free free, free freedom from what? right Free from what? I'm free what? right? I'm very free. Uh, and freedom from what. So I, I just want to share with you this few. Um, not exhaustive, but it's the spirit of illumination. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of illumination, which we just read. So freedom from what? Freedom from blindness. The inability to make sense of your purpose, your life, your circumstances, freedom from blindness, freedom from darkness. Okay? Then he's the spirit of regeneration and sanctification. Long words, but basically he's talking about freedom from sin. Jesus bringing you, the Holy Spirit making you a new creation, born again, that's regeneration, and then he transforms you from glory to glory, that's sanctification. So that is the Holy Spirit to do that. And freedom from what? Freedom from sin, right? Because He sanctifies you. Spirit of comfort. What is that? Freedom from fear. Freedom from uh, that that thing that holds you back, that you fear. Then there's the spirit of adoption. What is this? The freedom of relationship, what we just talked about, right? When you're brought into, not a master-slave relationship, but when you're brought into a father-son relationship, a daughter-father relationship. Oh, it's very different. It's very freeing, right? In in a, in a, in the context of obviously a good parent, right? It's very different. Uh, and the spirit of prayer and supplication, freedom or what? Freedom of access, right? Now we come before His throne of grace with confidence, right? We are very bold. We are no more hiding behind a veil. We can come. So this is the freedom. This is the Holy Spirit setting us free from these things, and then bringing us into that freedom of relationship and into access. So really, this is to encourage you, uh, brothers and sisters, that don't go solo. Right? We started with the Holy Spirit. This relationship, don't go solo. Go back to the heart of that relationship and walk with the Lord. So that's the first thing. Don't go solo. The second thing we're going to talk about is we want to direct our resources wisely. The Bible tells us, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Well, what does that mean? You are set free through the restorative fellowship the Holy Spirit. It frees us, right? Just now we talked about it frees us from low self-esteem. It frees us from bondage. It frees us from hang-ups. It actually brings us into the rich grace and resources of the Lord. So we are brought from a place of poverty and of lack and of bondage into a place of plenty. You get what I mean? So you are like you are like the crippled person who now receives healing and can walk now, right? Not only can walk, but good legs, let's say, right? And so you are prime to move. So there is potential. Right, but what do you do with those lakes? What do you do with those resources? so you have been you' have been plucked from a bad place, you are in a good place now. what do you do with that? What do you do with that and that's the freedom of the relationship. You remember remember in the garden it was a beautiful place it was they were free, there was freedom they could choose and they chose the wrong thing right but they they had all that ability to choose because that as we have. As we all know, that is love. Love takes, gives you that, that, that free choice to respond, right? So we are we are brought to that place now, and every time we are in that place, it's like a it's like a, a a forked road, right? There are two pla- there are two things, and we need to ask ourselves: with the resources that God has blessed me with, am I going to sow seeds of life to unlock this potential? Are these legs going to walk in a good place? Or am I going to sow seeds of destruction? Right? Am I going to? And you're free to do that. Right? That you have been set free and resourced and blessed and inspired and given good things is is the starting point. But what you do with that actually is, 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 is your thing. The Holy Spirit won't do it for you. Okay? It's your thing. It's like my friend's son, he was sent uh, overseas to Australia. And because my friend is a man of some means. And uh, given his son is, is his son, right? Uh, there's a relationship, right? Uh, so he was sent overseas to, uh, uh, for, for four years. And because my friend is not the tiger dad kind of guy, you know? Not the one that um, monitors his son, what's happening all the time, asks him where he is, that kind of thing. Uh, and he respects his son as a young adult. Well, now his son in Australia does enjoy the freedom, right? Resourced, he's given a debit card, he's got accommodation, four years ahead of him, bright. And um, he, he does enjoy that freedom to choose how he lives his life overseas. You get a picture? So that, there is that resourcing and then there is that choosing. And, but we all know that, that freedom just doesn't, doesn't just come like this. It, it comes with a responsibility to choose wisely. If he hangs out with scoundrels and he conforms uh, to those uh, scoundrels, that freedom his father afforded him uh, will be wasted. Right? And I've seen a case of another friend uh, whose parents sent him overseas, and uh, he, 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 he wasted it, right? So it's, it's tragic, but it's a possibility. Don't you, know? uh, don't you agree? Right? It's a possibility. The resources were there. The debit card was there. The father was there. Everything was there. He set up for potential, um, and he chose uh, the, scru- the scoundrel route, right? So that's one, one route, unto death. But if instead, he, as the Scripture says, just not, like the Scripture says, you have been given freedom, you don't use it as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve and one another. Let's say he obeys that. Let's say in Australia he goes to this thing and he says, well, I've been blessed and I will through love serve my fellow men. Well, we, we, know, we know that there's a high possibility that another sort of fruit will result, right? There will be a mature person who returns. You see, the freedom the Holy Spirit brings, makes our heart like fresh, cultivatable soil. You know soil? Right? You grow things with soil. And there's potential for growth. Now, I have, uh, my wife and I have flower pots in our homes. Uh, Everything we grow dies. right? So, we just uh, chili, whatever. And, um, so that there, there are instances where after the most recent death, we will just leave it. We'll just leave it. Like for now, we're back in Singapore. So we say, ah just just leave it lah. Right? Just leave the soil and die and everything. And uh, when we return from our holidays, uh, there will be plants. Uh, we did not plant them. Uh, I think we call those plants weeds. Right? Almost always. So f- for the soil of our heart, if we do not tend it, whatever resource the, the Father has given you, if we don't tend it, there is every probability it will indulge in the desires of the flesh. That's the, that's the default setting. Unfortunately, on this side of heaven, we have this sinful nature. And the default setting is, is to indulge it. Right? So it's like, it's like weeds. The default setting is weeds. Right? You don't have to have be Mr. Green or whatever to grow weeds. Right? You just get some uh, cultivatable soil, leave it there for a while. And uh, funny things will grow. But you need to tend if you want to grow uh, something good. The Bible tells us the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. These are opposed to each other. It's not grey area. It's not overlap. It's not symbiosis, mutualism, whatever. Don't have. Right? It, that that nature, if you don't tend, the thing that comes out is not good. It's not borderline, past. No. Right? If you don't tend the heart... Uh, intentionally, uh, the thing that comes up is no good. And what does this result look like? The Bible tells us, now the works of the flesh are evident. And as I read it to you, you kind of process it. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, Divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Okay, so that's the weeds, right? Doing nothing with the resources that God has given us, not being dutiful in tending it, uh, these are likely to result because of our sinful nature. Now the good news is, if you tend it, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Right. So, what did I say in the first instance just now? Don't go solo. Right. Don't go solo. Second, direct resources wisely. Right. Because through that relationship, you have been resourced. Direct your resources wisely. The third D is discern your fruit, right? I'm not asking you to cook the fruit. You know, you know, fruit. You can't just fake it, right? Fruit is a natural outcome of a certain process, right? But the fruit is a good indicator for us to discern how we are deploying or directing our resources. Right? If 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 I if there's full of strife, uh, if there's full of plotting in my life uh, against my colleague, if there's a lot of lying and deception happening in my life, it doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. It doesn't mean the Lord has abandoned me. Is that I have chosen the path of the weeds. Right? I have good legs to walk, but if I end up in a bad place, uh, well, it's because of my my me not... Uh, Choosing the right path. So, discerning your fruit is not asking you to uh, manufacture fruit uh, artificially. Discerning your fruit is more for you to evaluate that oh, where am I at in terms of this list, right? And like any relationship, a lack of attention will lead to other things crowding in and taking priority. I mean, it's 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 a given, right? I've been I've been married for. Uh, a long time, right? And uh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, we need to tend it, right? It doesn't just happen. In fact, with each growing year, the familiarity sometimes makes it harder, right? Those of you who have been married for a while, you know what I'm talking about. And then there needs to be the tending. It's uh, it's uh, it's 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 enjoyable, but there needs to be uh, attention to the relationship. So how do we how do we tend this garden? Right? So a lot of talk about we know how to grow weeds, right? That one I don't have to teach you. That one you can go home and grow. Right? Hopefully you don't go home and grow. But how do we grow the good stuff? Right? How do we let this fruit of the spirit uh come out? Uh, actually the the passage we read just now says, um do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. So it seems to be that, you, you know, you know uh, uh, when we are idle, I-D-L-E, right? When we are idle, uh, we usually do stupid things, right? Uh, an idle mind is a, is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a devil's playground. And it seems to say that while you have these resources, s- look for a way to serve one another. And at first, I, I didn't really like this because it looked like it's, it's, it's like doing, right? I mean, how do I going to serve one another? These people, some of them are very hard to serve, right? They're very irritating, they're very draining, and uh, it's hard. But then I remember the Lord told us, freely you have received, freely give, right? And I realized, this love, serving one another, if you remember my uh, Australian student example, it it only comes out when he, ha- he himself has been resourced. You get what I mean? He's able to go to serve another person and love another person when his father has resourced him, his father has loved him. And I believe it's the same with us. So I don't think it's so much an instruction to go and serve one another. It is again coming back to this last D I want to talk about, which is developing that relationship. Right? Developing that relationship with uh, your fellow men, that will keep you uh, occupied from growing weeds. Right? But to develop that, you need a nourishing relationship with the Holy Spirit. Right? So again, don't go solo. And that's why it says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And it says, if we live by the Spirit, and we do, right, it's because of the Spirit that we are alive today. We are a new creation. That's the Spirit. Paul tells us, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Right. So this this developing your relationship with the Holy Spirit is 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 a very uh, core part of this whole um, bearing fruit. Right. It is not so much about doing something, but it's more about getting that relationship with the Lord right again. Okay? So what are the four things I spoke about? Do you remember? First one, don't go solo. Okay? Don't forget whose giant shoulders you stood on. Go back to that. Relate, right? It is not a performance game. It is a relationship. You're not a slave. You're a son. You have rights. You can relate. He likes you. He loves you, All right? So there is, there is that. There is that freedom of relationship. Don't go solo. Then direct his resources. So some of us are not. Uh, some of us are okay. The relationship is okay, but we are we are resourced, but we are not deploying well. All right. We're not directing our resources well, and that you can discern from your fruit. All right? What's 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 the fruit that is coming out from your life? And continue developing that relationship. Okay, so that I'll just ask uh, the musicians to come up. All right. Uh, okay, all right. The time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I thought we should just um, maybe I'll get the 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 to to just uh, play something, and. Why don't we just rise and think through what has been said? Interact with the Lord, engage. Some time to evaluate how your journey with the uh, with the helper, with the mentor, with the tutor that the Lord has sent you. How is that? How is that really? Are we going? Are we going solo? Have we forgotten? Have we uh, taken it on ourselves? Don't go solo. resources He's blessed us with? Have we been using it wisely to cultivate our heart, to cultivate others? Discern your fruit. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you the fruit Fruit. that is uh, the outcomes of your life, choices, actions. And then make the commitment to say, Lord, thank you for the reminder that I don't go solo. Thank you for the reminder that I'm a, I'm a son, I'm a daughter, I'm favoured, I'm highly favoured, I'm anointed, I have a place in this family, I, I approach your throne of grace with confidence to develop that relationship uh, once again. we uh, close with this song I just want to open up the altar Uh, if there are those of us who feel that it's been hard going the going has been hard and that there needs to be that coming back to the Lord for a fresh wind, a fresh fire a fresh anointing fresh help and, and you need that spark in the relationship again we just want to invite you we Can the leaders here will pray with you, for you and uh, the altar is open right? and it doesn't just have to be that it can be where you feel that the fruit in your life is not showing up the way you want it to show and again that could be one one invitation for you to come and ask the Lord to do that transforming work, do that sanctification work in you. Okay? So the altar is open as we, as Chippeng leads us in this song that the Lord indeed is our way maker. So don't have to wait until the end to come. If you want to come now, you can come as we sing the song as the Holy Spirit tucks at your heart, you can also come. And uh, between us and the Lord.
2: The darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle work. Promise, keep light in the darkness, my
0: God. That is who you are. You are here. You
2: are here. Touching every eye worship. Cheers.
0: Light in the darkness, my God, that is who You are. we oh, make oh, oh, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who You are. Waymaker, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God. to the door Jesus, Jesus. wipe away, away all tears. tears you mend the broken, broken heart your answer to the door Jesus. Jesus we make a we make a miracle work from promise keep I think the, the darkness, darkness my God that is who mm-hmm. We make a miracle work from this timber, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle miracle work from this timber, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you
1: are. I want to encourage any others that they want to come forward to be prayed for. We'll just sing this song one more time before we close. But I really want to encourage you that um, this is a good opportunity to come to the Lord and to restore that relationship with the Holy Spirit and say, Dear Mentor, I I want you to be my guide, my counsellor in my life. Okay? So I just ask Chibain to lead us through one more time and then feel free before we close. Thank you.
0: There is who you are, Wake maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, there is who you are. You are here,
2: here, touching it. Don't turn us around. Do you are here, turn us around. Turn us around, Lord.
0: We make a miracle work. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who You are. only oh, 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 oh. miracle work. A promise keeper, light in the darkness. The darkness.
1: in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the reminder today that it is you, Lord. It is all about you. Forgive us, Lord, for the times where we have made into something else. I pray, Lord, for you to direct our hearts Back to you. I pray for those of us who are running alone that today in Jesus name we will be catch that fire to run with you. I pray in Jesus name that Lord you will come alongside all of us, Holy Spirit, and be our advisor, be our counselor, be our mentor, us, Lord. I pray for those of us who are struggling with bearing fruit, Lord, in their lives. I pray that, Lord, you will release them, Lord, from the the bondage of works. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, as they run back to you, I pray for you to revive a fruitful relationship, Lord, and that fruit will come forth Father, we pray that you will teach us to tend to the garden of our hearts. We pray that, Lord, the birds of the air and the trials of life, the troubles of life will not steal, Lord, the word that you have planted in our hearts today. We pray that instead it will bear fruit, it will germinate, it will strengthen us, Lord, in our walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.